Hey, good morning, Pathway. This is Pastor Brian, and I hope you just had an amazing time of worship. We're getting ready to go into God's Word, and I'm getting ready to come back. I've been on uh, my annual summer break. I'll be back next Sunday. And uh, throughout this time, we have been in this book, Hebrews 11, looking at generations following by faith. And we've had our different generational pastors and leaders speaking. You've heard from James Flamming, you've heard from Pastor Eleanor, Pastor Doug, and today you're going to hear from Pastor Nate. And I know that, as he always does, he's going to bring forth a word in due season, a word that ignites our faith and gets us ready to really follow Jesus. And I hope that you get to hear as well some of the passion that he has in what he's seeing in the next generation. They've had a couple hundred or more students consistently for the last couple of months, and I believe they took almost a hundred to Passion Camp recently. So I I don't want to spoil or take away his stories, but I I just want you to know God is using Pastor Day to that ministry in a powerful way, and we are a multi-generational church. So whatever generation you're in, listen to Jesus, follow by faith, and watch out because his plans are going to unfold. Let me pray us into the word and into this next moment. Father, we love you and praise you. We thank you, God, for this series. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your work through your word and in our church right now. We thank you for the ways that we're learning to hear from you and follow you by faith. We thank you for the ways that you're showing up in the next generation and igniting their faith. Father, be with us now. May we be good soil. May this be a due word as I believe it will be in season. Anoint Pastor Nate to deliver this and to find a people that will say yes and amen and follow you. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Have a great morning. I'll see you soon. Good morning, Pathway. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, how about that worship, right? Man, praise the Lord, man. Y'all made it. You made it. Now, listen, if y'all got like kids, you know what I'm talking about when I say you made it, right? Some of you are worn out already. You're just, you're just worn out, but you made it. Your kids are back there screaming. I heard them. They're fine. All right. They're in good hands, they're in good hands, but you made it. Man, God's been doing a work and we're grateful for what he's been doing. Um, and, and, and we just wanna share, I know you kind of had already information overload, but I wanted to share with you just a little bit of a recap um, from our time with our students um, at Passion Camp and just kind of just share briefly just what, what God did and he is doing. And so the best way we thought that we could do that is, is, is to show a video. And I know you've already seen, you know, multiple videos this morning, um, but we want you to just see a recap. So there's going to be a lot of fun in it. Um, but then if you can capture some of these moments in it, and then I just want to share just briefly after that. And so uh, just, just want you to take the journey with us. So this is like a quick, you know, 90 second video. So um, 
You're not going to get it all, but we're hoping to show you some of what God did and is doing um, in and through um, our students and what he did in and through Passion Camp. So check this video out and then we'll go from there. Thanks. Check this out. Yo, 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 what's up, party people? We're about to head to Passion Camp 2023. Let's go. Yeah, Emily, we got the girls. The first one's here. I think Ryan was officially the first one here. And uh, we're about to head out to Daytona Beach for Passion Camp. It's going to be an amazing experience. Check out all the adventures here. Let's go. And we got Nate and Daniela rolling as well. Yeah. Passion Camp 2023. Yeah, amen. So that's been our prayer um, from the beginning. That's not a moment, but it's a movement. And uh, you guys are a part of that, and we're grateful. I said this a couple weeks ago, but we can't do it without you. And so many of you gave. And thank you for giving. Thank you for um, supporting. Some of our students wouldn't have been able to go if it wasn't for you. And we're just super grateful for that. And so many of you prayed. We sent it out to our prayer team. We sent it out to people all across the country. It was interesting, the night before we left, there was a lady from Indiana actually emailed me. And it was just so cool knowing across the country we had people praying for our students. And so many of you that are online, I know you were praying for us and we're so grateful and so thankful. And we're just blessed to be a part of it. And so because of that, there's a couple things I wanna share. We had eight salvations through that, which is amazing. God did his work. We're, we're, we're praying to see um, just many of them hopefully get baptized here in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, God's journey, God's timing and all that. The next thing that we just want to say with that is, is this is that um, today we're going to be talking a lot about faith. But by faith, um, we already felt the Lord leading us. And God knows how many need to take. If we take two next year, then that's two. But we already purchased 150 tickets for students next year. And so that's awesome, right? Yeah, praise the Lord. And so I just want to pray over it and just pray over this moment. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I said it a couple weeks ago, but we can't do it without you. And we're just super grateful. Um, I would just represent all of our amazing leaders, many of them that are still recovering uh, today. Um, <laughs> the, the, we, we didn't get much sleep and uh, they're still recovering. But man, to think that, think that we have people that would take a week off um, vacation. They're using a week of their vacation to hang with us. That, that's like crazy, right? And uh, we're thankful for them and our amazing students. And we're going to talk a little bit later about this. But don't believe everything you hear about the next generation. Don't believe everything you hear. There's a lot of good teenagers and young people that are doing great things for the Lord. And uh, 
And don't listen, don't listen to all the negative. That's what they want you to think. And so is that there? Yes. But like, man, we are blessed um, here at Pathway Church and with Pathway students. So let me pray over it. Dearly Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for a church that believes in our teenagers. Man, we are so grateful and so thankful. And so, Lord, thank you for what you did this past uh, couple weeks. Lord, as we said, let it be the start of a new movement. Lord, we pray for next year already. We pray for what you're doing. We pray for the salvations and the baptisms, all these things. Lord, we just give it to you, and we're grateful, and we thank you. We just love you so much. We thank you for everyone that gave and everyone that prayed, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, hey, we're going to dig into this. And so what I thought was interesting is, is, man, we are so blessed here at the church. And, man, you guys have heard from some amazing speakers, some of our pastors. You guys heard from James. You heard from Pastor Randy. You guys heard from Pastor Doug, the OG of Pathway. And so we are grateful. But what's interesting is, is that every week that they spoke, every week that they spoke, either they rapped or sang. And so now I know what you're thinking. You're like, come on, Nate, are you going to break out in song? You better believe I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought about delivering a whole message in an interpretive dance. So what do you guys think about that? Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Yeah. All right. Man, we are blessed and it's been good and God is doing a great work. And so with that, we're going to continue in our series in Hebrews. And really today, we're going to really focus just on one verse. And it's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 22. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to dig right into that. And we're going to jump into some things and just listen, the time up here flies. All right. So I'm going to try to get through it all. And just so if you're like, Nate, you're going fast. Uh, just just bear with me. All right. I'm going to I'm going to get to each thing and each point And we're going to talk and just kind of hang on and hang tight and maybe put that you know, spiritual seatbelt on and just be like, all right, what's next? And just allow the Lord to just feed you today. Allow the Lord to feed you in a new and fresh way today. Maybe you came in here and we were joking like you made it, but in all seriousness, you made it, right? You know, you know who knows what took place on the car right here. I'm sure uh, everybody had the nice Instagram pic, but before that you were fighting, you were clawing, you know, all these things, right? But you made it, but what would God say to you today? And so Hebrews chapter 11, verses 22, verse 22 says this, by faith, Joseph, and we're going to hit this later on, but just listen to it today and let it sink in. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. Now, what's interesting about this is, is that you're just going to have to hang tight because we're going to hit all this throughout the whole message, but we're really going to focus back on it at the end. And so today we're talking about faith, but there's something that happens in our faith that the enemy loves to get us. And it's another word that starts with an F and it's called fear. And so today I ask you, what is it that you fear? What is it that you're afraid of today? And so most, most uh, people out there say there's about 2,000 fears, real truly fears out there. But what's interesting is this, they say that you're only born with two fears. Some of you may know this, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Now to have some fun with this, we thought, uh, you know, just go through some of the fears, some of the phobias, and, and, and none of it's funny if you have it, right? But it's crazy some of the phobias and the fears that are out there. Some of you may be even here today, and I know many teenagers have this, and it's the nomophobia. And that's the fear of being without your cell phone. 
And everybody just checked your pockets, didn't you? Let's just be honest. You're like, where is it? Where is it, right? I saw a thing, there's a study that they were saying that if you can have your cell phone 15 feet away for 15 minutes, you're doing good. So yeah, way to go. One person's doing it, yeah. <laughs> so there's also even phobophobia, which is a fear of acquiring a phobia. So it's, cra- it's crazy, right? So for me, there's a couple different names here, but the one is apophobia. And that's the fear of bees, all right? I'm afraid of bees. There's a whole story when I was a kid, you know, I'm traumatized by bees, but it was a whole thing, you know? And so that's my phobia. But when we think about this, and maybe today you're sitting here, we'll have a little bit of fun with it. You can think about this. Recently, there was a lady named Katie Madrino. She published this article about the 10 strongest human fears. And it goes this way. Number 10, losing your freedom. Number nine, the unknown. Number eight, pain. Seven, disappointment, right? Six, misery. Five, loneliness. This is real, right? Some of you feel this. Some of you have this. And some of us maybe have been through this in different seasons of our life. Four, ridicule. Ridicule. Three, rejection. None of us like that. Two, death. Many of us fear death, right? And number one, failure. I would say that's definitely in this next generation, that fear of failure. Everybody, you can see everybody's, you know, all their their praises, all the things that they do. But what's interesting is this, is that a Gallup poll came out and it says this, what scares Americans the most? And number 12, the dark. So we're going to shut the lights up. No, I'm just playing. All right. So number 11, going to the doctor. Amen to that. Yeah. Number 10, thunder and lightning. Yeah. Which Florida right now is giving us all that. Number nine, dogs. Number eight, flying on an airplane. Number seven, mice. Number six, needles and getting shots. Number five, spiders. Some of you are checking right now just to see. Number four, being closed in small spaces. That's a, whoo, that's a real one, right? Number three, heights. Number two, public speaking. Not fearful at all. I'm ready. I'm not nervous at all. We're ready to go. We're good, right? And number one, snakes. Also another thing in Florida, like, man, we have them all the time back, back in the youth building. No, send your kids, send your kids, send your kids. Let me rephrase that. They get in, they, they go around, we don't, yeah, anyhow, all right, you get what I'm saying. So as we think about this, we think about fear and we think about these phobias, it's a real thing. It's a, it's a real part of our life, right? And so what's interesting is that as I thought about this, as we were going through this, and, and I want you just to kind of get this today, and, and I'm going to bounce around. I normally always use the ESV version, the English Standard Version, but there's a couple of verses that I pulled from the NIV that I like how it, how it said it, and, and I want you to get it and hear it. And the first one that I pulled out is, 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 a, is a verse and part of scripture that I think that we've, that we've missed something about it. And it's Jeremiah 29, 11. I don't, I don't know if we've missed something because we've seen it knitted on too many pillows in our lives. It's been on too many pictures, but we've lost something in that verse, right? And it says this, some of you haven't memorized, right? For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. But sometimes what happens is, is we just see the verse and we're just like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I learned that when I was in Sunday school. Yeah, it's good. But if we see that it's God's word and what it's saying to us is this, plans to prosper you and not to what? To harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So what's interesting is, is this, is that not only, and I don't want to give the enemy a whole lot of credit today, but I'll speak to the enemy because it's true. But I want to talk more about my God than I do the enemy. Amen. 
I want to talk 10 times, 20 times, 100 times more about my God than what the enemy can do. We know it's real. But what I want you to get is, is this, is that for many of us, what happens is, is we allow fear to step in and we miss out on the journey that God has for us. So what happens to many of us is, is this, is that we're trying to live by faith and we're trying to take this journey, but fear stops us from that purpose and that calling that God has for us. And so for many times we're like, I know Jeremiah 29, 11. I saw it on grandma's pillow, knitted together all nice. And I saw it on that picture and we miss what it's saying to us. We miss the meaning of it and what it's saying to us. So what happens is, is that this fear comes in and the enemy allows this fear to set in and, and maybe it's something that we even talked about and it's real. It's a real thing. And for many of us, what happens is we begin to build a wall and whatever that wall looks like for you, it's different, right? Some of you sit here today and you've built a wall to even listen to me. You've built a wall to even be here today. Because of hurts, because of fear, because of struggles, you said, nope, not, not, no, not today. And that's what the enemy loves. The enemy comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. They want that. The enemy wants that. So the enemy causes fear. And so when I think about this story and we think about what we just read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 22, we think of the story of Joseph. And so I'm just going to share just some quick points with you. And I think about Joseph and I want to think Genesis 37 all the way to Genesis 50 to his death. And so that's a lot. And we're going to kind of just give you a lot of information, okay? And so just hang on and kind of just take it and see what God has for you today. And so maybe you're sitting here today and that's you and you're like, Nate, what, what is it that you know that, 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 that I didn't tell you, but you're talking about this fear and this wall and you're talking about all these things that are stopping us from the journey and the purpose and the calling and the faith that I should have in God. And so when I think about Joseph and I think about certain things in his life, and the first point is this, don't let fear set in even if you don't start off well. And so what happens is, is that for many of us, no matter our story, no matter what it is that's going through our lives, is that so for many of us, what happens is, is we lay that first block and we begin to build our wall. Don't let fear set it even if you don't start off well. You think about Joseph and his story. He was 17 when he got his dream and his purpose from God. But what's interesting and what happened is, and some of you may know this story, so I'm giving you, like I said, a lot of different information, is that he shared the info with his family, but it's the way he kind of shared it, right? He said that they would bow down to him, and that got him in a lot of trouble. And so many of you are like, yeah, I understand <laughs> that, 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 would, that would cause a lot of trouble. That would be a lot of things of not starting off well. And so some of, I thought about this, is that for many of us start off, we start off in our journey with more enthusiasm than wisdom. And you get that later, like as you mature in life, right? Because sometimes, you know, it's just like, especially even when I was younger, but even as a youth pastor, the kids are like, Nate, jump off this wall. I'll jump, you know, I'll just do it. And then as you get older, you know, like this past trip, they're like, Nate, do it. And I'm like, man, that's going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> that's going to hurt tomorrow. It may give me a really good 10 minutes of just awesomeness with these students, but that's going to hurt tomorrow. And so sometimes you're like, you know what? I got more wisdom now. 
But for many of us, we start off with more enthusiasm than wisdom. That kind of always reminds me of like how the new year starts and all the gym memberships. You know, you get your gym membership to Vero Fitness and you're ready to go. That's my plug for Vero Fitness anyhow. And uh, so, 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 so you, get that, you get that membership for Vero Fitness, right? And you jump in there and it's January 2nd. You know, you're already like January 1st are closed, but January 2nd, I'm the first one in the gym and I got enthusiasm and I'm in there just pumping iron, baby. And I'm just going crazy. Keith knows what I'm talking about, right, brother? Keith can just lift a car. If you don't know Keith, get to know him, all right? He can just lift a car, all right? So, but you get in there and you start just pumping and you go, and man, the next day you're so sore, you can't get out of bed, right? And you start with so much enthusiasm. And then what happens is, is what? You're like, you know what? I'll go the next day. I'm still sore. I'll go the next day. I'm still sore. Next thing you know, you find out, man, now you're just paying Vero Fitness for nothing. You're not even showing up to the gym anymore. And they're like, thank you. I don't know if Katie and them are here today. I love you. That's awesome. It's good to have some fun. But what happens is, is in our journey and we think that God has it and we're like, God, you've given me something. You've given me all these different things. But for some reason, maybe some of us, we don't quite start off the way, the, the way we thought we would, right? And that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants us to be like, you know what? It didn't go the way I wanted it to. I, I got hurt a little bit. I got sore a little bit. And he says, stop. You didn't start off the way you thought you did, right? Or you were supposed to be, so why don't you just stop? And that's what the enemy does, right? The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he loves to derail. He loves to discourage. He loves to depress. He loves to say, you know what? I'm going to destroy you so you don't keep going. I'm going to tell you you're no good. I'm going to tell you, yeah, see, God, God didn't want you to start that way, so just stop. Build the wall. It's better for you to just to build this wall and stop. And man, he's good at that, right? He's good at it. He's good where he tells us, you're not good enough. Do you see what everyone else is doing? Man, they finished it, right? They finished that, whatever it was. Do you look and see how they are? Man, you're just not starting off well. So then why don't you just stop? Man, the enemy loves when he can get us to just stop. The second thing is this, don't let fear set in when your family doesn't support it and you're like, Nate, where are you going with this? Now just hang on, all right? And so the second block is this, and that wall continues to get bigger. You're like, Nate, where are you going with this? And I think about Joseph. Now, I don't know if you got this far, but Genesis 37, 19 and 20 talks about how his family wanted to kill him. Now, some of you are like, yep, I got some of those family members. We better just pray right now, right? But you know where I'm going? You know what I'm talking about? Many of you are sitting here today that you feel like God's called you to something in your past, maybe even in your present, and maybe even in your future, and your family doesn't support it. You know what I'm talking about. And the enemy loves to use our family to build a wall. Because, man, if he can get some of the people closest to you, like your family, and maybe they don't support what God's telling you, Man, the enemy loves to for you to say, ah, see, your family doesn't even like it. Your family doesn't enjoy it. But for many of us, we could go even further, right? We can go even further on this and maybe what it is that God has for you. And we think about Joseph, when we think about his own family and what they did and threw him in a pit. And for many of us, we face those challenges with our family. 
I think about this with our students all the time. We see it all the time. And what happens is, is this, is that many of us, we do, we have dysfunctional families. Listen, if you have enough people in a room and you're a family, you're dysfunctional. We're all dysfunctional, okay? So that's news to all of us, right? I'm dysfunctional. And so what happens is, is this, is that when you get in there and you think about it and, and how the enemy can use our family even against us to build the wall to stop from what it is that God has for us. And he lets fear set in. And what happens is we see this with our students, even we'll see it in this, is that what if, what if you had faith so big? What if you have, had faith like no other in your family and you were the first one to say, I'm not gonna let fear set in. I don't care if the pit happens in my life. I'm gonna get out of it and I'm gonna have faith and I'm gonna change my family line. I'm gonna change generations because of what God has done in my life and what he's gonna continue to do, amen? What if you were the one? Because here's the deal, whatever is not healed is handed down. Whatever is not healed is handed down. So if you allow the enemy to stop you and build the wall, guess what your kids are gonna do? Because they're watching. And I'm guilty. I'm not standing up here telling you I got it all together. Trust me, I don't. I'm guilty. But the enemy wants us to have so much fear to keep building the wall, to keep building the wall and say, man, if I can get your family to not support, if I can get your family against you, if I can let fear set in, because here's the deal, as I said, your faith could change your family line, but it could change other generations. Man, that's what I wanna see us do. We're gonna keep going. I I got a lot to get to in a short amount of time. Here we go. The third one is this. Don't let fear set in when your journey is full of surprises. Can I get an amen? Come on now. So here's the deal, right? Block number three is this. Is that for many of us, what happens is is this. We let fear set in because there's a curveball that comes. There's a surprise that comes and we all have had them and we're sitting here. Maybe you just got one this week. And fear set in and you're trying to have faith, and you're trying to do what God's telling you to do, and here's just the reality. Things don't go as planned, right? Things don't go as planned. If we're living and taking this journey called life, things don't go as planned. Joseph had some surprises in his journey, and I know we're going through his story, but I want you to get this today. No matter where you are, no matter what's happening, no matter how high your wall is built today, I want you to hear it and get it. There will be a lot of give up or go on moments. And so listen to this in Joseph's story misunderstood by his family, give up. Sold into slavery by his brothers, give up. Living in a strange country far from home, give up. Given favor in Potiphar's house, go on, Joseph. Go on. Wrongly accused by Potiphar's wife, give up, Joseph. Does this sound familiar to anybody else's life? Maybe, right? Some of us have been through this journey. Thrown into prison, give up. Put in charge of all the prisoners. Go on, Joseph. Forgotten by the chief butler. Give up. Remained in prison for two years. Give up. Interpreted Pharaoh's dream. Go on. Became second in command. Go on, Joseph. Don't stop, Joseph. Don't let the wall be built. We know it's been full of surprises, but Joseph, go on. And so maybe today the enemy's got you so down and so discouraged in fear and he's built the wall in your life. What I'm saying to you and what God said to you as we've been talking about in Jeremiah 29, 11, go 
on. Don't stop. Don't stop. Joseph had as many give ups as go on moments like many of us here today. What I love about Joseph, he said this himself and I love this, to have the strength to continue, he knew God was with him. He knew God was with him. But maybe for many of us here today, fear is already set in. Fear is starting to set in. For many of us, we're not sure why we even came today, but we're sitting here and we're fearful for what is going on in our lives. Go on. I love this. Me and Pastor Doug didn't even talk, and he, he briefly referenced a part of this last week, but I love this from Charles Spurgeon, and it's just a, a short little thing, and it says this, so maybe this is for you today. God is too good to be unkind. God is too wise to be confused. When I cannot trace his hand, I can always trust his heart. And so just leave that up there just for a minute. Here's the deal is, is this. Many of you, many of you are sitting here today and you're so fearful and you're saying, I don't understand what's going on. I can't quite trace his hand. Listen, trust his heart. He's too good to be unkind. He's too wise to be confused. He is God. And that's why we want to talk more about him than our enemy. And so here's what I want you to get today. And no matter where you are, and you know this, I'm not telling many of you that have lived life, nothing that you don't already know, but we know that we'll count as many scars as successes like Joseph. We know that for many of us, we've set up a wall and we've wanted to give up. And maybe you're sitting here today and maybe you're saying, I don't know why I came. I'm literally about to give up. And you know what I'm talking about. You've built a wall so high of fear and anxiety and other things are going on in your life and you're saying, Nate, I'm ready to give up. I can't hang on any longer. And all I want to say to you is, is this, because we see it with our students and I know it's real in a room this size, I know it's real, is go on today. Go on today. God is good. He is good. Don't let the enemy win today. Don't let the enemy win this week. Don't let the enemy win in your life. Go on. So I encourage you today with this, is that maybe you're saying, Nate, I don't know what the next step is for me in my faith. I don't know what it is that God has for me. Yes, I've built a wall. Yes, there's fear. Yes, there's things in my life I don't get. And I want to quit. I want to give up. I don't want to go anymore. I want to quit. It's too hard. Life is too much. I ask you this today from some of our patriarchs, from some of our saints in God's word. What if Noah had said, I don't do boats? What if Moses had said, I don't do rivers? What if David had said, I don't do Elias, come on now. What if Mary had said, I don't do virgin births? What if John the Baptist had said, I don't do baptisms? What if Peter had said, I don't do Gentile discipleship? What if Paul said, I don't do letters? And what if Jesus had said, I don't do crosses? Don't give up. Go on today. Go on today. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. We can't let fear set in. We can't let it live within us because God does have a dream, a purpose, a calling. He wants you to have faith that could not only change your life, but somebody else's life. It could change generations, church. It could change generations. And so don't miss this today. Don't miss this opportunity that God has for you to maybe take a step of faith and maybe it's a leap of faith today. Maybe it's a leap of faith. 
What happens is, is many of us, and I think about this, and I think about this when, when I was a kid, right? And, and it's like your first time kind of running and jumping in a pool. And you really kind of just want to take, you know, you're scared and you want to kind of just put your toe in. And you're kind of just, you know, and I had three brothers, so more than likely they probably pushed me in. But you get what I'm saying, right? And you kind of get in there and you test the waters a little. You're like, maybe I'll have faith. Maybe I'll, is this the deep end? Oh, I don't know. But obviously if you have that faith, right, and you know where I'm going with this, right, and you're that little kid and you just take off running. And you just take that leap of faith. You just jump in on a nice, hot, warm July Sunday or on this stage right now, whatever it is. <laughs> and you jump in and you feel, you feel when you take that leap of faith how good it feels. And I be- believe God is asking some of us to quit just kind of tapping our toe in it and testing it. I believe he's saying, you know what? Get a little running start. Jump and take a leap of faith. Let me show you what I have for you. Let me show you what I have for you. But what happens in life, and we know this, is that we build other blocks, whatever that may be. For some of us, for some of us, it's some addiction. The enemy's told you you can't live without it. The enemy's told you you can't live without it. For some of us, maybe it's just, like we said, maybe it's, just where you come from, who you are, what you've done, and you can't get past the past. And the enemy keeps just saying, keep building it higher. We know God's got something for you. We know he wants you to take a leap of faith, but you can't get past this. You can't get past this. And we think about Joseph and his story, and we think about all the different things that happen in his story about the give up or go on moments. And we've already talked about how the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he wants to derail, discourage, and and depress, and he's good at that, right? He he prowls around like a roaring lion. That's God's word. That's truth. But what happens is that for many of us is that we've allowed this wall to become the only thing we see, and it's blocked us from seeing how big and how good our God is. And so for some of us, it's a real deal and it's a real thing. But man, anxiety is just running rampant. And I could keep building this wall, but that's as many as I wanted to carry to get here. And so (laughs) we can make this this wall a lot higher. But what's interesting is, is that for many of us, we're like right here. And God's called us to something. God's allowed us and and said, will you have faith? Will you step out in faith? Will you show uh, your family, the next generation? Will you allow God to do something great in your life and others? And we've built this wall of all these fears, of all these different anxieties, of all these different things in our life. And so what happens is, is that for many of us, is that there's only one way to get through it. We got to break through it. We got to break through it with God's help, with, with everything that he has. And so for many of us, what happens is, is that for us to get to what God has for us, what I love about this and what God has is, is this. Don't miss this, but I want you to get this today and I want you to not miss this. This is something that, that, that God gave me and, and I was preparing for this. But what if, what if our greatest victory was right behind our biggest fear? 
think about it, that our greatest victory is right behind our biggest fear. And because we've allowed the enemy, because this wall has been built up, however high yours is, is that we're missing out. We're missing out on having that kind of faith that we would miss out on our greatest victory. Man, how many have I missed? How many have I missed? How many victories have I missed because I stopped too soon? How many victories have I missed because my family maybe didn't support it or because we all are dysfunctional? How many did I miss because of life throwing some curveballs and surprises in in my life? And I said, I'm going to stop. And God's saying, have faith and keep going. And I've missed out on them. And so what we have to do is, is that we have to do what we can to break through these things, to break through this wall, to get to that victory and what God has for us. We got to have the faith to say, I'm going to do it. And so what's interesting is this, all right? What's interesting is for us to get through this. Now, hang on for a minute. So, so. Some of you woke up finally. All right, awesome. But in all seriousness, we have to do this. So what we have to do, sometimes you got to use more wisdom than enthusiasm. Some of you thought, Nate's going to do this, isn't he? I, 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 I saw some of you filming. Why were you filming? <laughs> Y'all were going to put this. You, I was about to go viral, wasn't I? Yeah. It's good, it's good to have fun. Here's the deal, right? The honest truth is, is this, and we know this, and we know this. And if you're sitting online or wherever you're watching today, we know that God can take it and he can break it all just like that, right? Amen. <laughs> But here's some of the reality is that in this journey and in this whole thing called life and the fear, but also then the faith is that most of the time God tells us to take one brick off at a time. And it's just like I referenced earlier about working out. He's saying, take off that brick of anxiety today. Because <laughs> you're missing out. You can't quite see over the wall. You're missing what I have for you. Right? You're missing it. Take, take, that, take that brick off. And it's like I said with working out though, but then what happens is, is because we live in this society, we want it all gone like that. We want it all gone quick. God, will you take, I know I've, I've made some of this mess and I know some things have happened. I want you to take it all away like that. And he can and he will, there's no doubt. But what happens is, the reality is, is he's saying, no, I need you to take some steps of faith and I need you to keep removing one by one. It's like Joseph, if Joseph would have stopped and gave up, right? But he had some go on moments. And he's saying, take it off, take, take all that fear, whatever, whatever that block represents for you, whatever that block is that's happening in your life, would you take that off? Would you allow God to remove it today so you can start to see what it is he has for you? And that's what God's saying. I need you to start seeing what it is that I have for you. Don't just peek over when you take one off and you see it and you get excited and you kind of stop. No, keep going. Don't stop. 
When you want to give up, when you want to quit, and you're saying, I'm done, I can't do it anymore. God, I've already removed like three or four blocks. I've already done things that you've asked me to do. I've tried to change my family tree. I've tried to change generations. I've tried to have the faith of Joseph. I've tried to have the faith of all these saints that Nate mentioned. I've tried and I've tried. And a lot of times what happens is, is this, right? We get stuck on the last one and we miss out on our greatest victory because maybe it's right behind that last fear. And I think for many of us is that for many of us that are here, we know and we've experienced this, but what if you even experienced it today, wherever you are? But maybe today, you take that leap of faith. You take that step of faith and you kind of look around, right? And you're like, God, is this, is this happening? And for the first time, maybe in your life or for in a long time, you step through to the purpose, to the calling, to the dream, to the faith that God has for you. And you experience a peace like no other. There's gonna be moments where you're gonna Maybe even have to go back through and take care of something, of course. <laughs> this journey called life, it's gonna happen. But maybe today is that day for you. So I know in a crowd this size and online, we're all in different places, we're all in different walks, we're all in different things. I wanna share a couple of scriptures and then I'm gonna wrap up and I'm gonna end with Hebrews 11.22 and I love this and I want you to miss it. Psalm 27, one through three, and this is what I said, this is the NIV version on this one, and I loved it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, right? It is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. I'll be confident to walk through. I'll be confident to bust through that wall. And man, if he can break all of them in one time, man, God bless you. Let's go. Amen. We have to set our minds and our hearts to tear down the wall of fear that is blocking us from the dream, the purpose, the calling that God has for us, this faith, his good and perfect and pleasing will. Isaiah 41, 13, this is the ESV version. For I, the Lord, your God, come on now. Hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. Fear not, come with me, right? Fear not, fear not, bust through the fear, bust through the wall. Fear not, I got you, I got you, I got you, Nate. I got you, whatever, you know, put your name in there. I got you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. I am the one who helps you. I want to wrap up with this, and it goes to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 22. 
And I saw this and I got some of this from a, from, from the, from a blog that I read, Holdridge blog, and he had some of this and I'm mixing in some of his stuff and my stuff. So I want you to just kind of bear with me and get this and just kind of wrap this moment up as the worship team gets in place and, and everything. So I'm just gonna kind of read some of this to you. Hebrews 11.22 begins with, by faith, Joseph. By faith, Joseph believed the dreams God gave him. By faith, Joseph held on to his integrity in a foreign land when no one watched his life. By faith, Joseph loved God even when imprisoned. By faith, Joseph told Pharaoh dreams. By faith, Joseph organized reconciliation and forgiveness and his family. Maybe that's where you need to go today. By faith, Joseph saw how God had coordinated the events of his life, the evils done to him for good. But though Joseph did have faith through all of those events, listen to this, our author in Hebrews doesn't mention him. Instead, he says, by faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. Now get this, church, don't miss it. Joseph foresaw the coming day when God would take them out of Egypt. He knew they would go to the promised land that God had dedicated to Abraham generations earlier. Though he had not lived there, he believed his bones would go there. At the time of Joseph's death, at the moment he commissioned his family to bring his bones to the promised land, Israel was not a, a nation, but a family. And here's the deal. Don't, get, don't miss this. Don't get this with faith. The best is yet to come. So eventually, get this church, 400 years later, they had to depart Egypt because God had grown them into a nation of people. Joseph's heart was set on that exodus. Though he nor his generation needed it. Come on now, you know where I'm going, right? Nor he his generation needed it. Joseph believed that that day would come. He saw how good they had it, but believed a better day would come. Come on, church. And future generations, when they had it rough, would also need to believe a, debtor, a better day would come. Faith. And Joseph Bones preached that message for 400 years. His coffin delivered a one-point sermon. With God, better days are coming. That's faith. And so I ask you, church, today, I ask you this. Is it that your life, whether you are alive or dead, does it point to that kind of faith? Does it point to that kind of faith to say, no matter what's happened in life, no matter what's going on in life, I'm going to step through, I'm going to take a leap of faith and show what it is that God has done in my life, but it may not change my life even, it may change the next generation or the next generation. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this is the last question. Unfortunately, it's not on the screen. This is something God gave to me late. This is something he gave to me years ago. And it's this question today. Are you like Joseph with this faith? And so the question is, is this. Are you faithing or are you fearing? Man, God gave that to me years ago. I don't know where I got it, where it came from. It's probably not even proper English, right? But are you faithing or are you fearing? Because for many of us, we're really good at fearing and really bad at faithing. So are you faithing or fearing? The next step questions are, th are this. What are you afraid of today? What is it that the enemy's got you so, so scared of? And what block do you need God to help you remove today? What is it? Maybe it's that first block today 
Take a step of faith, take a leap of faith and remove one today. Don't leave here the same way you came in. Don't leave here the same way you came in. So when you go out to your car or when you get to your house and all that fear and everything hits you, say, not today, Satan. Not today. (laughs) Not today. Because I'm taking a leap of faith. I'm faithing. I'm not fearing today. I don't know why I walked like that, but it felt good, man. (laughs) Maybe that's what faithing is, right? My son's going to be really embarrassed that I walked like that, all right? Are you faithing or fearing? But what is it? Take the block and remove it today. Stop letting it control your life. By faith, what is God asking of you? Your faith may not only change your life, but someone else's life. It could change generations. (laughs) You may be sitting there like, nah, my life doesn't matter. That's what the enemy wants you to think. And it may not even change your life. It may change somebody else's. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm so thankful for our worship team. I asked them to sing this song. It's gonna be a new song to many of you. Some of you may have heard it. It's called, I've Witnessed It. Man, if you don't wanna sing along, I'm just saying, allow the Lord to just allow these words to speak over you. I've witnessed it. Your faithfulness, I've witnessed it. I've seen you do some amazing things, God. I've witnessed it. And so they're gonna sing this song. And so whatever it is that God's telling you, maybe it's just to be in praise and say, yes, I've witnessed it. I've taken the leap. I've removed the blocks today. I've removed it all and I'm good and I've broken through it, amen. And I'm just gonna praise him today. But maybe you're here today and say, man, I'm so fearful right now. I'm not sure what's going on in my life. I need to come maybe to one of these altars and a prayer partner to a pastor, somebody. And I need to say, God, will you help remove one block today? I'd love if you took them all and I know you can, but if you take one, I'm willing to say, I'm gonna just be faithing enough to take one away today. Don't let him keep you in fear. Don't let him keep you in your seat and just be like this. Say, God, what do you have for me? I've witnessed it. But if maybe if I haven't recently, I want to witness it. Will you show me something? Will you allow me to have that faith? Hebrews eleven twenty two. 22, Joseph, by faith. Come on now. By faith. Lord, will you bless this place? Will your Holy Spirit just come into this place, Lord? And if there's somebody that the enemy's trying to drag down right now, they're trying to just keep them down right now, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that, Lord, right now, they will feel your presence like never before, Jesus. They will feel your presence like never before. And, Lord, they'll break through today. They'll break through today for what it is you have for them. So, Lord, by faith, Will you right now allow them to move how you would have them move? And Lord, we want to praise you today and give it to you that we've witnessed it. We've witnessed you break these chains. We've witnessed you tear down these walls. We've witnessed you change generations. We've witnessed you change family lines. We've witnessed you do amazing miracles. We've witnessed you heal the broken, Lord. We've witnessed it, Lord. So today, may your Holy Spirit cover this place in this 9 a.m. service, Lord. And may we just right now praise you and maybe we need to pray to you so lord bless them in jesus name amen